Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There are many situations that are ongoing that deserve attention. You know, like the 350 or 450,000 surgeries that haven't been done because of the uh, healthcare system. And our healthcare system, yeah, it's got problems, but it had problems before COVID. Even before COVID, there were 5 million Canadians who had no family doctor. So if you start with a population of 37 million and 5 million don't have a family doctor, don't tell me we have a healthcare system that's functioning optimally because it isn't. There's a lot of work to be done on that. And there are people who are struggling and suffering because they can't get the medical attention they want. Let's think about them too. And then there are the issues of families and kids. Families and kids. What do kids want? Come with their mom and dad. And what happens in this country is when families, when parents split, and that happens, children are in the middle. And you look for an equitable situation that comes out of the family courts. And we've had a family court judge on this program tell us, that's the last place you want to be. But that's where it ends up. And COVID has played a significant role in muddying the waters even further. COVID and vaccination status of parents, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, and the impact this is having on divorce courts and assigning of child custody. A vaccinated parent arguing in court, the unvaccinated partner, spouse, should have partnering time suspended. One case before the B.C. Supreme Court this past week addressed that, and we're going to speak with the father in that case right now, along with his legal counsel, Scott Taylor of the Taylor Law Group in Langley, British Columbia. Uh, Scott's been on this program many times. Scott, thank you for coming on. Good to talk to you. How are you? As always, Roy, and I think you put it succinctly when you said COVID has muddied the waters, and it's muddied the waters in family law as well. Yeah. Let me say hello to Chris briefly, and then we'll talk to you, Scott, about the situation as it exists generically, and then we'll get into Chris's situation as much as we can. How are you, Chris? Uh, good afternoon, Roy. I'm as well as can be uh, under the current circumstances, that's for sure. Although yeah. I'm uh, very thankful to yourself and the others who are... Uh, pushing these sorts of issues to the forefront of the Canadian public so that we can look at them, uh, you know, through clear eyes and clear minds and hopefully uh, come together on some sort of a positive consensus as opposed to what we see right now. Yeah, because it affects so many people, parents, kids, grandparents. It affects so many. Scott, just outline the situation, please, for us. What are we talking about? And uh, what is Chris, because Chris retained you as uh, his legal counsel or advisor. Please share with us what we're talking about here today. Well, well, well thank, thank you, Roy, as always. Uh, I was retained by, uh, by Chris to assist him to have his parenting time restored. And his parenting time with his children had been removed, had been temporarily suspended as a result of, uh, of Chris's uh, decision not to be uh, fully vaccinated. So the court decided to temporarily suspend his parenting time with his, his children um, until the issue could be uh, examined in more detail at an application. And that application is, is something that I assisted him with. He's a, what you call a self-represented litigant, which means that, uh, that he does a lot of the work himself, and I was involved in the preparation of the materials that he was going to rely upon in court to hopefully restore his parenting time. 
and that was my that was my role in in assisting him to hopefully get his children back. Okay, Chris, what can you tell us about your situation, what you're facing, what the court decided, and what what you said to the court, and how the court replied? Yeah, certainly, right. Um, I I can talk about the current situation, and that is that effectively my parenting time, which was uh, uh, Monday to Thursday with the kids, has been suspended indefinitely. The court has seen uh, it in their mind that I am essentially a risk to these children, despite having successfully parented them now for two years with uh, this amount of time, and having no issues with regards to COVID, but uh, as a result, as I understand it, of the decisions that are coming out of Ontario, um, it, it, there were some parallels drawn, and, and it is the court's view that any Canadian parent, uh, regardless of which province they reside in, uh, such as uh, what we see coming out of New Brunswick, uh, which hit the papers here in Victoria yesterday, any uh, Canadian parent that's unvaccinated poses uh, an immediate health risk to their child such that your time will be uh, effectively removed. Um, That's the reality of the situation. Uh, There's something called judicial notice, which is where a judge can state um, that it's beyond any reasonable doubt that, uh, in their opinion, uh, a fact is a fact. And in this particular case, uh, this judge saw it fit to tell me that because of my vaccination status, I posed uh, a serious enough health risk to my children all of a sudden that I could no longer parent them. Um, there was a small concession uh, added to this uh, based on the Ontario decision, and that is that I can parent my children for two hours at a time outdoors um, twice a week. So my parenting time has gone from shared parenting essentially down to uh, four hours until such a time as I prove myself double vaccinated. Okay, I'm looking at a line here. We have to take a break in a second. We'll come back. But I'm looking at a line here from the court. The client must show proof, that would be you, uh, of double vaccination in order to have his parenting time restored. Nothing else. That's it, right? That's all. That's That's, that's what they said. That 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 is it in a nutshell. As soon as I am doubly vaccinated, everything returns back to normal. There's no um, no other issue here whatsoever. Um, I mean, in, in this particular case, uh, as everybody can imagine, it's an extremely acrimonious situation where, you know, you have two parties that have very different views on, on a whole bunch of different subjects. But uh, in the court's eyes, there's one simple uh, thing to be discussed here, and that is whether or not I'm vaccinated. And that court decision in British Columbia is predicated on a decision made in the province of Ontario. That's correct, yeah. So the judicial notice was taken from the Ontario decision that was released. I I don't know the dates, perhaps Scott can chime in on that, but effectively uh, a completely different situation where an unvaccinated child uh, was seen to uh, be at risk. Um, I I would also add to that that unfortunately in that situation, uh, the father, uh, you know, was exhibiting some questionable behavior with regards to uttering threats against the mother, this type of thing, which may or may not have played a part. I, I'm not really privy to it other than reading the decisions. And, you know, uh, somehow those situations are deemed to be uh, exactly the same. And, you know, in the brief synopsis I read in the Victoria Times columnist, uh, the, the decision out of New Brunswick this week as well, or last week, 
um, has exactly the same premise to it in the sense that an unvaccinated parent cannot uh, parent safely until such a time as they're fully vaccinated. How old are your children, if I may ask? Certainly. Um, uh, not this week, but uh, the week prior was my son's fifth birthday. Uh, while oh. I was unable to see him due to that uh, suspension. And uh, my older boy is now, uh, uh, excuse me, um, uh, geez, my mind is blanking here, but uh, um, 2014, so eight. Scott, as I understand it, the Charter does not uh, does not permit uh, governments to tell you what to do with your body, right? Well, <laughs> well, right. You know, we have vaccine mandates in place um, across Canada. Should you decide to get on a plane, use a train? So the question that, that we're being asked now is, do parents need, is there a vaccine mandate for parents to look after their own children? If there was, I, I you know, that's news to me. But well, one if, thing if there I, is, because there are unvaccinated parents in this well, country, there'd be a lot of kids moving out of the house. Well, that's right. And, and one thing I wanted to clarify as well, these other cases that have happened about vaccination status, just to be clear, those Ontario cases, for example, that are being that have been relied upon, basically those cases involve children that were either too young to be vaccinated, and the most recent case in New Brunswick was a child who was immunocompromised. So there was a variety of collateral factors which don't apply in this particular case in British Columbia. That's the part that I find most concerned. In other words, it's simply vaccination status. It has nothing to do with the the, the, the children themselves. It just has to do with uh, with the parent, and that's that's the part that is concerning and should be concerning for parents, unvaccinated parents across Canada. And as you said, it, it, the irony is not the irony, but the situation is there are going to be many people who say just get vaccinated. What's the problem? What's the issue? Just get vaccinated and get to see your kids. Well, let me ask Chris about that. Chris, uh, what about it? I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times when people say to you, well, just get vaccinated and you, you can see your kid. Yeah, uh, well, I, I can respect that everybody deserves their own opinion. And, uh, you know, certainly my uh, family uh, is is uh, medical in background. I have medical training myself. Um, it, it is my view that uh Vaccines are, are a wonderful thing. Uh, I, I would hate to think at some point that we discover, um, you know, that vaccine technology should be uh, similar to what we're seeing in this COVID case uh, as it pertains to the other types of uh, vaccinations used, such as polio and the rest of it. We'd, we'd be in real dire straits in this world if, if uh, um, all of a sudden we, we look at uh, what we're accepting here as being a vaccine uh, for everything else that we're vaccinated against. I'm vaccinated. My kids are vaccinated against things where it works. Uh, in this particular uh, situation, I, I have my own view, and that is I would like to wait until there is something on the market, like, uh, for instance, the three examples coming out of the uh, vaccine research facilities in, in uh, Quebec. Uh, those alternatives to what's currently in use pose, uh, you know, the opportunity for a more successful uh, vaccine to be used, if you're going to call it a vaccine. And you know, it, it should be my right to be able to wait for something that I'm comfortable with, uh, where there's enough of a track record to ascertain whether or not the safety data that's being professed is accurate. I mean, you know, there, there's a multitude of different ways of looking at this. And the beauty of living in Canada is up until recently, 
you had the ability to, uh, you know, look at things from your perspective and, and be honored for that. This particular situation, however, is different in that it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what my reasons are. It doesn't matter at all uh, about anything other than whether or not I've subjected myself to a coercive uh, situation and taken the shot. And frankly, well, one of the that's, that's really that, not okay. Sorry, uh, one of the things that occurs that is that vaccination could be weaponized by um, a spouse who doesn't want the other spouse or partner to see the kids. But what do you? I mean, what do you tell the children? How do you explain well, this it? is the, the, the reality. Um, you know, today will be the first day I'm seeing the kids in, in uh, over two weeks. Um, you know, I, I was submitted uh, to dealing with a, an extremely short notice application as I was at work uh, uh, in a dump truck at noon on Thursday uh, that I would be in court the next morning at 9.30 a.m. to essentially respond to this claim that my children's lives are in danger so that uh, they could be removed before my next parenting time. I mean, I, I'm sort of still in shock having to deal with this, but, uh, you know, you touched on a very good point, and that is the weaponization of COVID vaccines as it pertains to parenting, specifically with unvaccinated parents. And, you know, unfortunately, when a lot of parents separate, there is acrimony, and there is the desire to poke your eye, you know, uh, of the spouse that you don't like for whatever their, those reasons are. In my case, you know, I, I don't feel it's my place to go into why this is but you know uh, there's a lot of that that's at play and and it certainly is an opportunity for that to be used by other parents in Canada if they dislike the other parents they can choose to make the application to the courts claiming that their children are unsafe and based on this precedent regardless of whether they are safe or not if they're unvaccinated boom no more kids that's really scary yeah what, what are your next uh, what are your uh, your legal options now what choices do you have? Well, um, I can, uh, you know, appeal uh, this decision. It, it's an extremely time-consuming process from what I understand. It may take over a year for me to uh, go through that appeal process. Uh, obviously, you know, um, waiting a year to see my kids is, is uh, uh, not really a good place to be. It's not healthy yeah. for them. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it's, it's an impossible situation, really, any which way you look at it. Chris, Scott, I have a minute left here. I have to ask this question. If the mandates, uh, if the, the requirements to be vaccinated are lifted by governments and public health authorities, would this court order still stand? Well, you know, Roy, you've nailed it, because that's the question I don't have an answer to. Like, if, if, if the mandates are completely removed, can Chris return to court and say, the circumstances have changed, I need to change this, and there is no answer? That is the part that is extremely concerning, Roy. What happens in the future should those mandates change? Because remember, yeah. Roy, yeah. there is no mandate right now regarding a parent caring for their own children. Chris, what I, uh, what I am seeing a lot of is uh, really the question about, well, why wouldn't you just get vaccinated and to see your kids? Um, but we're talking about that. What, so, so what options do you have? going forward and again if 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 the uh, if the fundamental uh, right to parent your child is predicated on being vaccinated i would argue that there are probably many homes in this country where parents are not vaccinated or one parent isn't vaccinated but they're both living in the home with their kids so what what what's the what's the conclusion to be drawn because one parent isn't vaccinated the kids have to leave the home that seems to be the extension of that particular situation does it not 
I, I think, Roy, that um, we have similar understandings of the dysfunction here. Um, you know, I was in discussion with the uh, parental coordinator with regards to what happens to me while I'm parenting my kids uh, on this two-hour window when one of them needs to go number two in the bathroom. Effectively, uh, I can have severe repercussions as a result of going into the bathroom with this child as I'm you know, clearly putting his life in danger being an unvaccinated parent, and yet he still needs help in the washroom. This is so unbelievably ludicrous when you you get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, You know, there's there's, there's this responsibility for me to uh, police the people around my children uh, as to whether or not they are vaccinated or not. I, I don't feel it's anybody's right to be uh, asking that question. I mean, if I make the choice to go to a restaurant, um, you know, there's mandates and plates which I have to follow. But I mean, what business do I have asking anybody uh, what their vaccination status is? And, you know, I mean, it, it just extends so far here uh, that it boggles the mind. Well, again, the, the concern as well, or the question as well as this, if those, when those mandates, when those restrictions when those regulations disappear does the court decision take precedence over the removal of the restrictions in other words the restrictions are gone but you're still not allowed to see your kids because the court said not until you're vaccinated so that's the question scott uh, we were talking about that before the break scott taylor of taylor law group in langley british columbia Roy, the frustrating part and the concerning part for me, and again, the weaponizing is definitely, I think, a potential risk, is the fact that when does this change? When does the situation end? When is this living nightmare going to be over for for Chris and, and his children? And there's there is no expiry date. There is no until such and such a date. There's nothing like that in this particular uh, decision. So the frustrating part for for Chris is knowing not only are these conditions that have been imposed on him, but when will they ever be, if ever, uh, when will he be released from those conditions? And I've been doing this family law for, you know, 40 years. I don't have an answer for Chris. And can imagine the frustration for Chris. And, And you raised an earlier point. Roy, if you take this decision to its logical conclusion, if parents are together, like they're not separated, they're not divorced, and either one or both of those parents decides to be unvaccinated, well, doesn't that mean all of their children are at risk? I would say so. I mean, if the court decision, if the if the Ontario and the New Brunswick court decision is being applied in BC, then it's probably going to be applied across the rest of the country. And so, what do you, what happens? Does it does a does a does an aunt, an uncle, uh, someone uh, who's a member of the family and disapproves of one of the parents not being vaccinated, go to court and the court says, "Yep, yeah, no, kids can't stay in the home because one of the parents isn't vaccinated." I know people will say the easy solution is to be vaccinated and, and get it over with. Now, Chris, we have about two minutes. So, do you have any understanding? Uh, has the court given you any feeling, any sense uh, that? Uh, if the mandates are removed, if the restrictions are removed, if the vaccine requirements are removed, that the judgment will similarly be removed? No, I, I, I would say that the answer to that is absolutely not. 
uh, the the reasons, or or I guess it's the order that came out of this uh, uh, judgment, are are very clear. There is only one option uh, for this to go away, other than through uh, appealing it. There, there there really is no end date. There is no stipulations of anything other than um, you know it is what it is until you're doubly vaccinated. If you want to hear more. Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.